Welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Fighting. And we are back with another episode, even though we didn't have an episode last last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we was busy. <laughs> we, just busy. <laughs> we could give you an excuse, but I don't want to lie to you like that. <laughs> not busy you. works. Not you, like you, the audience. Like yeah, I'm, no, I'm no, talking we to you guys. We were busy. That's not an excuse. That's a truth. <laughs> I feel like it's it's like. <laughs> It's like the worst thing you can do to an audience is to be like, yeah, sorry, the thing that you listened to us for wasn't here last week. We was busy with more important things like I didn't know you're you're putting all that in my mouth. I'm just like, I didn't say it. I'm just saying like, no, no, no. Now you're just ruining it. I feel like that's it. we've gone about this too long. We needed a break and we appreciate all of our listeners <laughs> and um even those of you that maybe haven't seen Space Jam or feel like uh, pretzels or bread, um, you know, won't hold any of those things against you. Yeah, let's not overplay these things, babe. <laughs> she hates overplaying stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's funny because uh, a lot of these conversations we have on the podcast, whether it's about the the pretzels or bread thing, which we've kind of done to death, but the those conversations are like where we pull so many of the... Uh, like topics and like things that we just are like, oh, we'll talk about this on the podcast or whatever. It's like the conversations you have with people like in the locker room at jiu-jitsu or whatever. And then, um, yeah, I just find that those conversations are the types of things that, I don't know, I feel like you have more real conversations than you would like with coworkers at work or something like that at the water cooler, like in the mean? locker room at jiu-jitsu. Real conversations happen there? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, pretzels of bread is not, like, the best example, but I just mean, like, you'll have, like, a real conversation just about, like, life in general or something. Yeah. While you're taking a shower with other men. Yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which jiu-jitsu is sort of like the locker room at, like, any gym where it's, like, the older you get, the just more comfortable you are with just, like, having your weighing out. <laughs> I think it, I think it's a Is culture- that a thing for women as well? Oh, I mean, there's always an old woman that's like completely naked walking around in the in the locker room at the gym. Is she like trying to start conversations with you and putting her leg up on like the stool benches and stuff? Uh, no, <laughs> no. The the one time that I was like the most awkward, just like sitting around with some like naked old ladies, is like it was at um when we were in San Francisco. It was um I was at the um YMCA like gym. Locker room, and I was like, Oh, I want to go like hit the sauna for a few minutes after I worked out, just get a little bit more of a sweat. And uh, there was like three wi- older women just sitting in there, like completely Approxim- naked. Approximate they had, age. I mean, over 60 for okay. sure. Okay. Definitely over 60. That was the youngest one. <laughs> Maybe like and a then- Darlene in the bunch. No, no, no. They were Asian, so that's not going to be their name. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not, not going yeah, to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no, and uh, they were just like, they kept coming in and out. So that was irritating to me. I'm like, either stay in or stay out. But they were like, had towels laid on over the bench. And they're just like, like, didn't put a towel around themselves, like laid the towel down to sit on. And then we're just sitting there like, you know, having a conversation. And I'm just like. Okay. I can't leave immediately, but I, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny Just you mentioned. Stay that, on your phone until it gets too hot. 
<laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, the most egregious version of that experience that I can remember was in a sauna as well. It was cutting yeah. weight with uh, with uh, our instructor actually at the time was getting ready for a strike force fight and he was cutting weight so he's got like all his layers on and then a guy just got into the sauna just like naked and sat down right next to him mm. <laughs> and i just remember being like we're gonna have to be in here for a little bit longer because he's got a lot to sweat out and i was like this naked dude is just gonna it's like another aspect of suck yeah you know, it's like when you're cutting weight it sucks you've got all the the hoodie on and everything else like that and i just remember the guy was so chatty so so you couldn't just like like box him out you mm-hmm. know so you don't have to talk to him but the guy's like asking why he's like why do you have a sweater on in here mm-hmm. and it's like well i don't know just i don't want to talk to you about it i'm uh, not in the mood to talk to anyone at this point no place. <laughs> <laughs> well that the i feel like saunas are a great spot for some awkward like weird things to happen there's I, always that guy at 24 hour fitness <laughs> when we were going to the sauna because like at that that location, the sauna was um, out in the pool area, so it's like um, uh, co-ed. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I would go in there, there was this um, dude who was like, he probably was in like his 50s, maybe 60s. I don't know, because I couldn't really tell. He was in good shape, but he was really, really thin and way too bendy. And he was just <laughs> in there like, he had like gallons of water, like multiple towels on the floor in the sauna and he's like doing all these like crazy stretches like pulling his leg over his head and stuff and he's just chatting you up with his like leg over his head and like he would be in there for i don't know how long like hours i'm assuming i assume he was in there before we got there he was there when we left yeah and he was chatting up everyone that walked in like you had headphones on it didn't matter he's gonna make you take them off and he's gonna talk to you he has like a strategy for being in the real weird positions you've got to imagine that like Mm -hmm. he's like hour four that's whenever i like open up the door and then like like take a towel and wave it outside like i'm blowing the steam out of the room or something weird and then he's like hour five that's when i get out those baby carrots and i've got baby carrots as a snack and i offer them to other people they're soggy (laughs) very like hot but still cold Mm -hmm. enough to where it's like colder than the sauna baby carrots ew gross (laughs) (laughs) anyway i don't know how we got into this but yeah yeah people are weird in locker rooms but I think it's funny because the conversations that you will have, like in a jujitsu locker room, I think sometimes like have like speak volumes about life. Like we were having a conversation recently with a friend of ours, um, like in combat sports and martial arts, and we like she said something I thought that was like just really. So this was obviously not a locker room conversation. <laughs> yeah, obviously not a locker room conversation. <laughs> I was just like, "Where's the correlation here?" I was very confused. No, it's just a conversation you have, like uh, I guess, like um like after, after training yeah sitting after around training, hanging out <laughs> sitting around hanging out and um she basically just said like you know most people they have to when they start fighting you you have to fight for free before yeah. you can ever make money doing it and yeah. in fact like you know but you're not fighting for free you're paying money because exactly. you have to pay people to teach you how to fight you know and which our friend who's a who's a, a like a professional kickboxer one of the best in the world that mm-hmm. her weight um you know what did she say last night i thought what you brought up earlier was really interesting yeah like well i i asked she did one mma fight but i was like what uh are you would you do mma again and she's like 
if it pays me but like for kickboxing she's making more money she's like i lost money in my the only mma fight that i ever did because like after you pay your coaches you pay for like travel and everything else you make you're like you're definitely in the hole and i'm like yeah i'm there right now (laughs) (laughs) that's something that i do think that people don't think about like because there's very few people that are making money as competitors in um in anything that's not mma and even mma i think one of the things you have to take into account is like let's say after you pay your coaches after everything let's say you make 10 grand or let's say you make 20 grand Mm -hmm. now you have to go back and you have to go when did i start yeah training for this look at the time that you put eight in. eight weeks ago you know or whatever you're making less than minimum wage <laughs> yeah it's like you realize whenever it's all said and done it's like oh okay i just made the equivalent of you know a 60k a year salary or whatever so even whenever you're a fighter you might have these windfalls where it's like oh i got paid 100 grand for this fight or something when you pay everybody and take into account all the money that you get to keep and also taxes also taxes you realize like oh well i'm actually just you know like pretty regular job you know yeah, at best yeah, in yeah. some cases and i'm risking a lot of injury and yeah. like brain damage and all these other things to do this um but you know if you but there are like it's not like we're saying oh yeah like don't fight because like i mean obviously i'm trying to do that and <laughs> i think it's just one of those things is like you kind of have to pay your dues like at the beginning of it yeah and not everybody's gonna make it and I think that's where it's kind of sad to see people who are fighting and struggling and trying to get by. And then you're like, I don't know, friends, training partners where you're like, just, there's like not a real chance of you for real making it. Yeah. Like doing or, this. Like, or that chance is like, long ago. Or yeah, you've, you've passed it or something like that. And so um, I think those are the things that are hard and the discouraging because you don't want to like like rain on someone's parade or like crush their dreams or whatever but at the same time i think you need people in your life that are going to be honest with you about like the reality of your situation because we've seen so many people just ill prepared where it's like this is all i'm doing is fighting and like there's they have no other skills they develop no other life skills other than fighting and so it's like when you're done fighting or if you didn't make money fighting, you didn't make it, like, what's next? Yeah. You know? And I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we talk, we've, we we might have talked about it on the podcast. If not, you and I talk about it all the time. The worst thing that can happen to an athlete sometimes is that they almost make it. Oh, yeah. Because it, it does create this situation where all of a sudden it's like you're always, you felt like you were right there. Mm-hmm. And then the thing was, you were right there, but you, you, you just were short for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know? And from there on down, it's just downhill. Yeah. But they don't like, see that. At the peak of your like athletic career, your prime, you almost got there. And then you just like, you're on this like, like gradual decline, but like still trying to get to that spot where it's just like, yeah, that's like the time is coming gone. But I, I think this is a trap for life. And this is where oh, yeah. the profound thing that I think we, we were talking about earlier, where it's like when you're in a when you're in a sport or something like that, like number one, if, if you're passionate about anything, whether it's, you know, your job, you know, an idea that you have, if you're entrepreneurial in any respect, like there's a really, really good chance that like you're working for free or like yeah. you're starting your own business. Yeah. It's like, 
guess what? Like the amount of money you make your business, like that's how much money you're paid. So yep. if your business makes zero dollars, that's how much money you make. Mm-hmm. And people will do that for years before they actually like make it. Now, we also know those like you could watch a shark tank or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you could find some dude that's like they're he's poured millions of dollars into this like idea that he yeah, had his whole like, life savings and it's just like it's not a good idea man. and he's been it's trying to make it work out. for 10 10 years or something he's like it's peanut butter and jelly but the sandwich is actually in the jar and you just and it's like it sounds disturbingly mm. terrible like the bread would be soggy <laughs> it would be awful <laughs> and like he's the only one that doesn't get it and i think that you know that's the same trap that exists in martial arts but mm-hmm. you know but i think it yeah it's in a lot of things in life and like we were talking about like yeah in martial arts you have to pay your dues you're going to you're going to spend money before you start making money fighting and you're going to lose money um before you start earning money fighting but that's with anything you know you go to college you're you're in the hole like yeah. before you even get started totally. in a career, like to to educate yourself, which would be the same thing as training and preparing and like developing skills. As a fighter, you have to pay coaches, you have to pay people to teach you those things. And the same thing in real world, like you have to, you know, pay pay universities and people to get knowledge to be in a career, even though I would say it's probably from, in a lot of ways wasting a lot more money going to college than like paying somebody like that would teach you like an actual yeah, teach skill. Yeah, to do something. I mean, yeah. like that's why internships are often unpaid and stuff like yeah. that. It's like literally the idea of like, let me just follow you around and just see. Gaining experience. Like, let me work there so I can get an idea of how this stuff works so that I can apply these skills and make money from them. And, you know, martial arts is, is similar. Like, you know, I, I like in a lot of the the advancement that I made early on in jiu-jitsu too, I was the uke for a bunch of private lessons. Yeah. Like any chance I got. Because even if I didn't get to drill it, I was like learning stuff mm-hmm. that I didn't know, you know? And I was ha- more than happy to just like be there for free so that I could learn, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think that's like, that's huge. I, that's a something I think, it's one of the, actually a pet peeve I have like with the kids uh, in my class because we'll do this thing after when I'm teaching and I'm like, okay, I want like people to, the kids to like demonstrate the move to the class and we kind of rate them. Like we give them like, you know, praise for like how good they did on the move. And I'm always like, pay, I'm like, pay, <laughs> basically it's claps. But uh, like, you know, I'm like, oh, they, they're they excited to show the technique and then they're showing it and then the rest of the class is like lo- looking off, like not paying attention. And I'm like, no, like the whole point of you like watching them is so that you can keep learning too. Yeah. It's not just because I want to like make somebody feel great or bad. <laughs> you don't care, realistically, kids. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. It's, just, it's kind of a weird thing, but I think... Um, it's really important to have those those experiences where you're you're I think it makes you more hungry. I think it makes you um, more humble. Like it, it, it fuels the drive to like have to kind of like, you know, pay your dues and go through these things because it's like ultimately it's like I'm, I'm my goal is to be like I'll be able to make more money or yeah. like achieve certain things because I've put in the work. Yeah. early on when it didn't seem like it was paying off and i think that that's one of the things that uh you know i worry about to a certain extent with uh the rise of like the the jake paul like stuff where it's you've got like these like celebrity kind of like social media generated like fights or whatever because 
I think one of the things that's lost is like the fact that if you want something, if you if you want to achieve something, mm-hmm. it's going to probably require you to put in uh, a significant amount of time and energy of yeah, yourself. Yeah, you have to like, sacrifice. You have to like, like, it, like work really hard. Even, even if it doesn't feel like sacrifice, there's a drive where it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I, I used to always think like people would always like look at me like I was crazy when I would do like extreme things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my mind, I was always just thinking like, uh, this is really easy. All I have to do is just put a needle in my knee and suck out all that fluid. And then my knee seems to work good again. Like this is the best because all I wanted to no. do was train or yeah. or whatever. But there's a lot of examples mm-hmm. of it. And I think that um, when you see someone that is able to per- basically be a Floyd Mayweather celebrity style boxer without ever really being in a boxing match against a an actual boxer an actual <laughs> boxer it it sort of like shows you that like hey maybe there's a shortcut and i think that once you have people that are aspiring to the shortcut versus like the the path itself it concerns me do you think that that would ever happen in pretty much any other sport outside of boxing like mm, yeah, I think it happened. You think that MMA? Like, that's not happening in MMA. Yeah. A- yeah, because in in it depends on what you mean. Like, could the match happen? Yes, because I feel like it has. But at the level, that level, where it's like... Like, Conor McGregor fight, like, uh, Brad Pitt or something. Yeah. Brad Pitt's a terrible example. Makes yeah, me like that was years super old. weird not reference. Does <laughs> uh, he fight uh, David Dobrock or whatever? Oh, yeah. Like some, yeah, some TikTok star. No, probably yeah. not. Like, yeah. Even though it's like, oh, this guy's like a fan. Like, there's a lot of guys like, oh, Ashton Kutcher's going to fight him. Like, I'm just throwing out something. Would, I know Trans Jiu-Jitsu or something. Rock? Huh? And Ganu fight The Rock? <laughs> no, that would be fun. But The Rock is somebody who is like actually a professional athlete in something, you know? Yeah. In multiple true. things. Yeah, he was a like, professional wrestler. So yeah. he's got like a background in wrestling. <laughs> and he played college football. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, it's it's just interesting because it's this like attention. We were talking about this earlier. It's like it's transient. Um, and that, you know, there was a chart that I saw recently on Instagram. I showed it to you, but it mm-hmm. was that. Um, like 10 years ago, the number one thing that somebody wanted to be was like an actor or actress. The number two was like astronaut and like firefighter or whatever. Doctor and yeah. police. Like. But now it's number one is influencer. Number two is YouTuber. Yeah. And I'm not surprised by that because like all the kids that I teach want to be like influencers or YouTubers. But there's but like, one, it's one thing to be famous um, and like have that be something that you want or desire as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's another thing to like... Um, be famous for something. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's like, even if you're an actor, it's like you're famous for like acting, being in movies, mm-hmm. you know, d- like having actually done something. And that's where I'm worried that in many cases, people will see things like the the Jake Paul stuff or whatever and just be like, yeah, if you want to be a fighter, all you have to do is like be tough, like put it mm-hmm. on your Instagram and get attention. And then people will like, you'll jump ahead. You'll get this like yeah. head start or Skip whatever. the line because you, you were, you were yeah and it and i think i think the things that bothers me too like just from you know coming from some a place where it's like i've put so much time and energy in learning how to fight and um it's like i'm sure he's like 
a decent boxer. Like he looks like he knows how to box, but like the everybody like giving him this like credibility and this like fake clout of like in boxing because he's like handpicked people that obviously he's going to beat that have that aren't boxers. It's like you're picking people who like first one's like an NBA player, like he's just an athlete that has nothing to do with fighting. And the second one is like you pick uh, a guy who's retired and he is known, the, for known to have like the worst boxing, boxing in, in all of MMA. It's like, come on, man, like put yourself up against a real boxer or, you know, if you really want to like, I think that's the thing is like this, like ah, this fake hype behind it where and I think that's like, it's, but it comes back to like fake credibility. I don't know. Yeah. But it comes back to like, I think the fact that is, is, he he's probably a good boxer. He like seems like he's a good boxer to me. He's, yeah, but like you could go into a, a whole bunch of gyms around the whole the world That's and my, be like, "There's a guys with just equal or even better talent that nobody knows a about good and don't boxing have." Gym and just be like, "Hey, do you have any young guys that got good power?" And mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we got a couple guys." It's like some people just naturally have it, and then you can say like, "Well, which guys are just like hobbyists, but they're like really, really good?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we got a ton." Mm-hmm. That's that's every boxing gym. So the thing is, is like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, what are we what are we trying to prove here? Like that he can. That he can box? That he can box somebody that doesn't know how to box? Like, don't we know this? Like, yeah. but that's the thing is like the accomplishment, the the attention, it's it's going to be, it's it's fleeting because yeah. you and I were talking about like it used to be that like if there was something that was like a cultural meme, you know, like an mm-hmm. SNL skit or something, it's like people would be doing like, uh, um, like I used the was ah. Which like that was a commercial from early 90s i was in, no not early 90s late 90s early 2000s mid mid 90s i don't know i feel like it was a long time it was a ago. long time ago but it was a budweiser thing and people did it way too long back then yes and um but now it's like you have something like that and it's like cool for like a week and then after that it starts downgrading towards like uh you're you're late brah like yeah. if somebody starts doing it and yeah. after a month it's like gone yes. there's a really good chance that people won't even like know what you're talking remember about remember it Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what this is too, from the standpoint of like, if you're Kamaru Usman, you will go down in history as a great welterweight champion, if not one of one the greats, if not the greatest of all time. Yeah. Eventually, mm-hmm. because these are things that he's cemented in stone. These are things that are built and earned through accomplishments, and that take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's one of those things where it's like when you take the time to build something and develop it over time, like the richness of the accomplishment like lives yeah. with you. There's equity in it. And but it's lasting. Yeah. You have a legacy. You don't have like this Dogecoin style of like accomplishment where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's spikes for a minute, but then the value completely decreases because the bubble pops. Yeah. Yeah. I think I that's, that's so many things that are happening right now. And I think that's why it, get, it gets dangerous. And you see, I think that's why you have so many people talking about it, especially professional fighters talking about this situation in particular, because it's like, it's maddening because you see like people who have put in like real time effort in things where it's like they haven't never like made that money. You think about somebody who like, um, uh, what's his name? The old... Um, he was a heavyweight guy, Tim Sylvia, uh. who is like broke now. And he was like one of the greatest heavyweights, you know, for a long time, like 
like put in all this work, did all the things, and then it's like now he's broke. He had and a Joe like, Dirt mustache, and that really worked against him because I feel like everybody that saw him was like, I bet I, if I was tall enough, I'd probably beat that guy. Yeah, and it's the guys who have like real talent and real skill, and then they are like struggling now where it's like you have these just influencers who just say like i'm gonna use that to like do something that i want to do and like it's create this like fake like hype about their fighting skills i think the thing that i see and it's more of like being able to zoom out and just kind of look at things from a historical perspective it's it's more so that I'm not a hater. I'm not. I don't yeah. look at this and go like, "Oh, I think that these people have worked harder and these people haven't, so these people should have accomplishment and these people shouldn't." It's that I look at it and that I go, "This is a trap." Because one yeah. of the things that you you're gonna realize about the nature of these things is that number one, anybody that assumes like, uh, "I just got to be big on TikTok or Instagram and I'm gonna be good at boxing." will have to box at some point and realize it's very difficult. Yeah, so, like, yeah. that's the thing that I think people probably don't see about the Jake Paul thing yeah. is that he probably is spending a significant amount of time boxing. Like, he yeah. probably is training just like a fighter. I actually think that, like, he's probably doing all the things that, like, struggling boxers are doing. Like, yeah, all but the he work. doesn't have to struggle. Correct. <laughs> and I think that that's the flaw in the thinking yeah. here is that, you'll be able to get away with these things or like these things just happen. They don't, you know? No. And I think a lot of the things that people don't understand is like to build like your, your plot, your like social, your, your brand on social media to, to become like famous as an, or to become an influencer. And those things is like, it's not just like, I get to just like hang out and do cool things all the time. Some of these people, yes, by happenstance, they become popular and they become like TikTok famous or like, you know, it's like this fake fame. Tick snap famous. But it's just like, um, but like when you get to that level, like creating content and doing those things like actually yeah. is a lot of work. And so I think that's where I, I think uh, I see like the kids that I'm teaching, like they don't understand the difference there where it's like, oh no, I just get to be on Instagram and like on all these like social media platforms and I'll just be famous and I'll have a lot of money because blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you still have to work. You still have to, number one, creating content, especially because it's, your stuff is like only, you know, good for like so long. Like you constantly have to put it, be putting out new stuff and that takes so much time and energy. And I think there's still a lot of hard work that goes into creating that where people don't understand like the, the that aspect of it, I and, guess. And the thing is too that I think that there's like inflation via volume, meaning like yeah. – if you're somebody that creates like the the SNL skit that everybody talks about or whatever, it's like that might go on for years, but you mm. created that skit or whatever. Maybe it took a lot of time and energy, but it lasted. Yeah, the Chappelle Not, show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chappelle show. I mean, like crazy because like I'm Rick James. Like yeah. that's here for forever now. Yeah. And <laughs> but now if you create something like that, that's that has that kind of like viral well, think popularity. about like all the memes and stuff that go around that are like super super popular it's like i don't know who created that i don't know who started that like you don't have fame and even if you did cr- gain like some kind of like money or 
power through that one thing. There's a lot of people who that become a meme and then they like, not, there's no profit in that. Like, yeah. Well, like, think about this a year from now, like somebody drops a Tiger King meme. How relevant is it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it was, not relevant now. I know. But the, that's the thing. It's like a year ago, it was the most relevant thing. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of like yeah. cultural memes. Yeah. Because everybody's watching Tiger King. We're stuck at home. So. But now we not. We out. But no, we at home right now, though. Yep. <laughs> you can tell. This is how I wave my hand. For all our audio listeners, almost all of our listeners are on audio. He waved his hand like he was a magician. Yeah, which you all know that I am. He's not. <laughs> the, the only magic is that I make you slightly less attracted to me every time I do magic. That's not good. Like, why do you want to do that? I'm just saying it's a magic trick. That's not a magic I trick. You. I tricked you early on. You tricked you into being attracted to you? Surprise, I'm a magician. Tricked. No. It's magic. Although I do feel tricked sometimes. <laughs> I got tricked into this relationship. <laughs> As I pull out a wand. I, I would be so disappointed. I might divorce you on spot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It, I'm taking it, the dogs and I'm going to, to my, my mom's. I'm going to my sister's. <laughs> I'm a... Would it, does it make it better if uh, if I have a wand and I tell you that I'm a magician or that I'm a wizard? Oh my god! <laughs> See, I don't think I can pick. I don't think I could pick. Are you like a racist wizard? You know, like or like the KKK? Like, oh, I, think that's what I was call, like, like why is it a racist thing? Yes, yeah, the leader at the top or, is called a wizard. Or from like I'm a wizard. Like my D and D character is like a wizard or something. Oh god. Both of them just like make like my lady parts just dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no nerds. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have more nerds. <laughs> I guess like wrapping that conversation up. I think we're gonna have more nerds. I think this thing leads itself to not nerds in a good way either. Like nerds in a bad way. What do you mean? explain uh i think just i think that there's an inherent value i feel like you're not talking about nerds you're talking about dorks oh yeah dorks just sorry saying. just saying my apologies everyone <laughs> i wonder if there's like a webster's definition of them both like, i mean what's i can the look it up right now it's no. gonna be on urban dictionary no, i don't want that <laughs> i'm uh yeah urban dictionary i feel like he's gonna have very different descriptions yeah but accurate to the culture <laughs> you can look them up at home on your spare time yes um uh but yeah just the, the, that was a really fun conversation that we had, <laughs> had that um i think pivoted into just like the i don't know we in the last week have got to see both the the jake paul thing and then uh last night we watched the like uh, just greatness yeah three championship fights in the ufc where we had rose namajunas versus uh jessica andrage nope uh, Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Rose versus uh, uh, Wiley. Yeah. And then uh, Shevchenko versus Andraj. Yeah. And then Masvidal versus uh, Usman. Usman. And in all three instances, it was a spectacular performance and finish. And, um, yeah, you see that. Um, and that 
like the Rose like interview after the fight was so like emotionally intense. I was watching so last night watching it like I was like tearing up just like so happy for her. It's like you can see like I don't know there's just it was like super emotional and I think for everyone watching and then today I there was cuz we were watching it at um at a place where it's like I couldn't really hear like the mm-hmm. post fight interview and I you kind of heard a little bit but I was rewatching the interviews today because I wanted to like hear the whole thing and I'm like I was like tearing up again and I'm like I'd already seen this like I already know like what was said but like I really wanted like it's just um because you see like somebody that's like gone through so much like to get to that point like getting a belt losing it falling off in like a way where she was like in a really bad like mental state like all these kinds of things and then like being able to pick yourself back up and like get out there knowing like you know like she was saying I'm the best like going out there and just like and doing it like proving it to yourself I think that's the thing is like for her it's more about proving it to yourself than it is about like who who cares what anyone else thinks it's like I need to do this for me and I think that's like a big difference in real fighters and real like athletes versus like fake people it's like i'm not out there like i'm never i'm when and i tell this to my students all the time like if you're doing this like oh i don't want to let the team down i want that's like no 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 like in a in a combat sports where it's like it's you versus the person if you're doing it for anything other than like yourself like wanting to like prove something to yourself or just like challenge yourself or whatever it's like you're doing it for the wrong reasons because nobody else cares like we all like like your friends your teammates your family it's like we're gonna support you no matter what so it's like if this is something that you want to do and this makes you happy then i'm happy for you regardless of the outcome but like real competitors especially in like combat sports or like individualized sports it's like you're doing that for yourself it's a very selfish endeavor and so it's like you're having something that's like to prove but you're not you don't care about anybody else yeah and, and then like the, other like stars the authenticity of the appreciation and the emotion that she had winning that because like mm-hmm. you said she's proven to herself she was like chancy i'm the best i'm the best and to see that where it's like she's having this moment where she's realizing she's accomplished the thing that she wanted to and that she's proven that she is who she thought she was yeah yeah and then you see <laughs> fat rewind a week and you have jake paul like crying in the ring that he knocked out ben Askren in the circus sideshow or whatever it's like yeah with this like lame belt that was just, so ugly it's so like uh just fake it's you know <laughs> a yes. long time ago we did an episode on nutella this is yes. it's the most nutella you know yes it is the most nutella but person it's it's just fascinating because it's like you have those two things where it's like uh the substitute even though like it might look the same like it just doesn't have the same like nutritional value behind yes. it. yes you know what i mean yes it's like i think you show that those two videos to anybody it's like in life do you want to be jake paul or do you want to be rose and i think yeah as you get older especially it's impossible to say you wouldn't want to be that person that can just lay your head down on the pillow at night and just be like, yeah. But I think there's a lot of people out there that don't really care about that. Like, I think that's the thing that irritates me or bothers me the most about it all. It's like, there's so many people out there that are like, yeah, I'll take the, the fake, um, accomplishment like over like real 
valued on. And in and I I think it's the same people that are happy to like tie a black belt around their waist, even though they know all they've been doing is like hiding and then just paying some guy to show up once a year and belt them the next one for a little while yeah exactly that's not targeted at any one person by the way it's just no there's just there's a lot of people that do that and i think yeah it's the same type of person where it's just like i don't know you have the the means to the the means to buy your way into a uh like something and you're cool doing that yeah And we've talked about that previously, too, I think, because I think that there's a lot of that in combat sports, too, where you have Uh people that, like, buy their way in is influenced because they want to be, like, adjacent to, like, famous people or tough people. Mm -hmm. So it's like they want to be tough by association. Mm -hmm. We're we're heavyweight champions of the world, Francis. It's like, "Hmm? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. (laughs) I did this. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i think you know it's a lot of common themes on the podcast so if you listen to us before and you're like oh no i'm like a tiktoker and like do they tell them to not like me? no, no like, good that, for you like i want to do more i'm like trying to get I on tiktok to. now i'm trying to break out in tiktok yeah what should i do <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at tick to the talk.com oh no honey no 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 because they give a web address for like how to find me on TikTok. It's clearly not going to be accurate at all. <laughs> and this is kind of the world that you live in. So it I'm is. It is. Worried about the company you work for. Well, then you're worried about our income. <laughs> Everything's fine, everybody. Dang it. <laughs> oh no, somebody help me. <laughs> Don't help her. Don't help her. Hi. Well, I mean, do. I mean, like, if you want to send her money or something, like, I'm not going to turn it away. <laughs> but uh, we do want to thank everybody for listening to the show. And uh, it's actually grown quite a bit. We were just looking at some of the numbers here recently. And uh, yeah, thankful for all the people that keep tuning in. And if you have a chance to leave a review, share it with your friends, please do it. If you want to tell us something about the show, you can comment on YouTube. Is the only one that I know you can comment on. If you're commenting on other stuff, like, I'm not seeing it. So. <laughs> I mean, you can comment all of it, but I don't think you, com- you can't comment on Spotify. You can leave reviews. You, I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify, can you? You can leave, look you can, into it, everybody. I know you can leave reviews on Apple. Yeah, yeah, on Apple, but not Spotify. I don't know. No, Spotify I don't listen listeners. to podcasts on Spotify. Well, sorry, Spotify. Way to alienate. <laughs> you definitely heard a chance of signing a deal with Spotify now. <laughs> Anyways, we love Spotify here at Not Fighting, and we want to thank everyone for watching another episode of (laughs) Not Fighting. (laughs)